This morning, there was a, a passage in Acts that actually I was scheduled to preach next week, and then when trading with Dan, I was thinking of something that would lend itself more to a couple of Sunday series. As I pondered what to share this morning, I invite you to open your Bibles to Acts chapter 9, verse 31. <clears throat> Some comforting words, you know, I've, as I pondered back through the previous months, the different messages we've had shared here, I think it's been an encouraging time, a, a balanced time. And this morning, my desire and my goal was to to just simply have an encouraging a message of encouragement. And I was struck with the verse here we find. This comes just following the conversion of Saul. And um, the changes that came about through that. The struggle they had of knowing whether to accept him or not. But it says here in verse 31, Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. Isn't that a restful picture? Then had the church, then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified. It says they were walking in the fear of the Lord. The title for the message this morning is simply that, Walking in the Fear of the Lord. I've often pondered that concept. Um, Brother Craig shared a little bit commenting on wisdom and the, the necessity of it. But the concept in life, you know, we think of fear as something that to run away from. And yet, when it comes to the fear of God, it is that which brings us to Him, that causes us to flee to Him, that which, which makes us find comfort and joy in His presence. And as we, we enjoy the safety it says here they found rest and were edified walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. We see a number of things taking place between themselves, but also that they were aware of and experiencing divine direction and, and comfort and protection. One of the points that we wanted to consider this morning was the, the aspect of, of walking in fear, the need to, how it comes about, and how we accomplish it. So I'm going to touch on a number of those here as um, time and, and uh, memory permits here. I want to share a little illustration that I wanted to drive home a point that occurred recently, and I, I hesitate to use too many illustrations. I did use one the last time I was here. But recently I was I had the need to remove a 
a back rear tire on one of the tractors to make another repair. And um, to do that, I needed to take off the wheel weight assembly and, and then the tire. And the way it's designed is that, I'm not sure if it's 10 or 12 or however many big lug nuts are on there, you take all of them off but two opposite each other, and that allows you to lift off the wheel weight bracket. So I did that outside with the skid loader so I could use it to lift it. Pulled it in and jacked it up and made the repair and put the tire back on. Big tire and one of the grands was there, preschool grand, and as he was observing, I found it very interesting. Put the tire on and I installed those two lug nuts, just those two. And he, in a kind of a soft, gentle way, but very with a firmness in it, he says, I believe I'm going to stay back. That doesn't look safe. It was quite, a, quite an observation. I was a little surprised he was that attuned to <clears throat> concepts of engineering. <laughs> But it was designed that way, you know, you could move it or it would hold the tire on until you put the other bracket on and installed all the other lug nuts. And I thought to myself, you know, that makes such a good illustration for what I was touching on this morning because it helps us to understand that walking in the fear of the Lord, we need to be attuned to those things that uh, are a danger to us, those things that are an abomination to God, those things that He is not content with. That, and I had to think, you know, for us to walk in the fear of the Lord, we, we walk opposite from those things that He hates, those things that He cannot tolerate. We go the other direction. We go toward Him. That's what makes it a comfort and a joy here for us this morning as God's people to to reflect on the rest that which brings edify edification that which brings um, the blessings of the fear of the Lord and that comes through the comfort of the Holy Ghost you know as we as we allow the word to give us information as to what is um, appropriate what is not what is a danger to us can we see when that tire only has two lug nuts on it because undoubtedly so whether it's in the physical uh, mechanical engineering world or in the spiritual world when it's not done according to design the design of man or divine design in the spiritual world the wheels of life will come off if you if you violate those principles. And that's the beauty of, of us to be able to walk in the fear of the Lord and to, and as we do that, we also acknowledge the many times and occasions when we do so in such an imperfect way and yet we come to God in a broken and contrite heart. And then we hear His comforting voice directing us from there and moving forward.
Philippians 2, verse 12 says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. This past week we had the opportunity to spend a few days away and interact in some different settings. And When we think of the crooked and perverse nation, those who are well-meaning perhaps, but in a very self-serving way, are pursuing their lives apart from the fear of the Lord, rejecting even perhaps his acknowledgement, rejecting the role uh, that his word is designed for to have in our lives. We had the opportunity to visit a glass blowing facility. There were making different things there and the one project was quite involved and took uh, it was over an hour wasn't it that we stood there and watched and watched the different steps that was involved in making that beautiful beautiful vessel of glass that they made just for the mere forming of it it took another day for it to cool down to be able to see its final colors but I say that to say this. I noticed with interest that there were several workers there. And um, I noted that there was some verbal sparring going on between a couple of them. One in particular was directing some, some uh, abrasive language, criticisms toward another, and then later on, after we were <clears throat> finished watching the one project, we stepped outside where we could look in the other window and, and observe the other part. And at that point, this, this other employee was out there having a, a rest break, had a drink, and he was smoking. And I'm not sure how you do that. I just realized he was smoking and vaping. He had his vape there, too. So, But what's, what really caught my attention was, and seeing him up, him up close was... Amongst all the choices he made, he even had a tattoo in his hair. His head was tattooed. You could see the, the spider web or whatever it was between his hair, I thought. Fear of the Lord. Didn't appear to be a part of that choice. And our hearts ache within us when we see those who are so far from the kingdom of God, and yet we acknowledge this morning that we are needy people as well. We need to walk as those dear brothers in the early church did. And it is a blessing to find that rest. It is a blessing to, to experience that. <clears throat>
there are a couple, couple scriptures that, um, that I'm going to be skipping here this morning, not having my notes available. But I'd like to go to Romans chapter 2. Here we were given somewhat of a picture um, in uh, not the first three verses, but beginning in verse four and following of a time and a, a perspective perhaps that hasn't come to appreciate the blessings of the fear of the Lord in our lives. <clears throat> we read these words here. Well, let me just, let me back up in the context. In the first three verses there, he's, he's talking about what he explains in the previous chapter of those falling under God's condemnation. But then he goes on in the first three verses of chapter 2 here, and he says, thou, Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whoever, whosoever thou art that judgest. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judgest doest the same thing. And um, we're not going to look at these verses in depth, but notice in verse 1 it uses the word doest. That's a, an action that continues. And then he refers to those that commit such things, an action, a practice, the practice of sin. And then in verse 3, the word doest as well. And he said, you know, for us as God's people, it's more than just naming the name of Christ, but allowing His righteousness to be accomplished in us because he says where the where the righteousness of God is not they shall not escape the judgment of God or he asked that in question form and thinkest thou this O man that judgest them which do such things and doest the same that thou shalt escape the judgment of God and then notice in verse 4, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? But after thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. What a contrast. What a ironic way to consider treasure. To build treasure of condemnation. Can you imagine that concept? It's kind of a... a uh, <clears throat> it makes its point. But let's continue down through verse 11. Who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient, and patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. We get through the bad, the dark, the negative, and notice verse 10, but glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and, to all, and also to the Gentile, for there is no respect of persons with God. Glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first, and also to the Gentile. In the physical, 
we can be fairly quick to acknowledge the blessing of a um, exercising fear to the dangers around us. Wow, that was good. I didn't do that. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't. That was close or whatever, you know. Um, and yet, I think sometimes uh, spiritually we can be like children. At different times in their lives, they can be willing to take quite, quite great risk that would infringe upon their, their potential safety. Actually, if we go over here to chapter 3, the absence of peace from those that fear the Lord in verse 17, and it says, I could back up before, but I'll just I'll include verse 17. And the way of peace have they not known. There, there is no fear of God before their eyes. I don't know about you, but I've been trying to maintain a sense of prayerfulness toward those that we read about or hear that have not an evidence of fear in their lives, uh, whether it's in the what cause they're promoting. But society is is um, is full enough of those that their lives are not based on fear. Even there, one morning there in uh, Logan, Ohio, that morning we came out from where we had had breakfast and there was a protest gathered across the street. A reminder of those pursuing other causes. Some well-meaning some seeking the promotion of self and their own desires and goals. What is necessary for us this morning to enjoy what the church here had in Acts chapter 9? Then had the churches rest through all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. In that environment, it says they were multiplied. There was protection. There was joy. There was that which brings together. Open your Bibles to Psalm 1. Most of you would know it by heart but let's quote that together here this morning I'll give you a chance to look it up in case it's fuzzy in your mind the psalm writer was blessed with a message to pass on that reflects that spirit attitude of walking in the fear of the Lord all right, all together. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, 
and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit and his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The way of those that fear not the Lord is a way of perishing. It is the way of condemnation. <clears throat> 